What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the On Duty Raw podcast. I'm your host, Isaac Allen McGarren. As you can see, it's a slightly different setting than normal, especially if you're a returning listener. If you're brand new, then ODR, it means On Duty Raw. I think I already said it. But what this channel is about, what this whole community is about, is raising that platform for first responders. My main thing here is interviewing first responders. If you go back to my channel, I've already interviewed a patrol sergeant, I've interviewed a rookie firefighter, and that actually that that's about it. So we're just getting started, but we have a lot planned, a lot scheduled, and the reason why I'm not interviewing someone this week is because my schedule has been flipped around, upside down, left and right. It's been a little hectic. I've had to move from one side of the week to the other, now I'm going back to the other side. It's a lot going on. Okay, so we couldn't really manage actually getting a for sure set date for someone to come on in. I didn't want to, you know, have to flake on someone coming in and ruin their schedule. So now that we kind of have a little bit better of an idea of what's going on here in the next few weeks, I am planning a few more interviews. So we're going to get those scheduled and get those taken off. But today it is just myself. I couldn't miss an upload this week just because that's not me. Can't do that, right? I've started way too many things that I've never finished. And this is one of those things that I hope not only do I not finish, but I actually never stop because I know the purpose behind this podcast and it means way too much to me to miss an upload. So like I said, this is the voice for first responders and we're going to have one of two things here. It's either going to be an interview style podcast where I just interview about the life of law enforcement, their stories and kind of share their side of the story. That's what we do here. And then the other thing where it's me by myself, where I share some ideas, some aspects of my career that I am pursuing or something that can maybe help you in your career of first responding. Now, my realm of life, my personal thing is corrections at the moment. And I'm working toward a career on the road and on the road means going to patrol the streets, you know, cool cop cars, stuff like that. So that's what my ultimate goal is right now. I'm in corrections and I'm squeezing everything I can out of that physically possible. And I'm learning a lot. And Long story short, I've been around law enforcement my whole entire life, basically, since I actually have memory of thinking. I've seen law enforcement. I've always appreciated what first responders do. So, yeah, that is everything in a nutshell. But today we're going to specifically talk about two things, kind of. One was a movie that I watched recently, and two was some thoughts and experiences that I've also had. So first off, we're going to start with the movie. It's actually a movie I saw a long time ago. It's a pretty old movie, I think 2012, 2013 type of movie, so it's about 10 years old. That movie is End of Watch. Now, if you're in law enforcement, I'm sure you've either heard of the movie or you've definitely seen it. End of Watch is one of the most badass movies I've personally ever seen. It is definitely up there on one of my top 10. I love how everything is just shot in like kind of that film body cam type of way. Uh, definitely better quality than a body cam but it's shot in a really realistic way and it's just raw it feels just raw and I love it and I love that it portrays the life of a cop on duty and off duty and how we're just freaking humans too and how people don't see that this movie was definitely ahead of its time and I wish it kind of made a more of a comeback now that's why I'm talking about it so why I watched it no idea um I was literally eating sitting down at my mom's house and I was like, you know what? Let's watch End of Watch. And we did. We watched it, and I remembered how freaking good it was. So the point that I want to make with this movie is how the perspective changed after you watch something like this, right? Like me, I already knew where I was heading. I already know what I'm doing, and nothing's changed. I understand the risk of law enforcement. I understand what actually happens. And just for a little bit more backstory, End of Watch means it's the end of the line. 
no spoilers, but someone definitely dies in the movie. That's why it's called End of Watch. Go ahead and watch it for yourself and tell me what you think. But again, watching the movie, I was like, wow, this does a stupendous job at showing you the life of law enforcement when you're on duty after a major event and taking charge, being that hero without a cape. And it also t shows you the other side of the story when they're at home with their family, when they're going to quinceañeras, when they're hanging out with their girlfriend, when they're making jokes while they're in their cop car because it's two partners. The story's two partners, um, both males and not love partners, but, you know, work partners. And they're on the road and they're doing their, their little thing. It's like, it's awesome. It's funny. It's intriguing. It's edge of the seat type of movie all in one. So it's, it's great. And there's some gruesome scenes and there's super gruesome scenes, but I also really like that part because it really shows you the things that these cops have to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis, even on the smallest towns. I mean, this movie specifically is about LAPD, so there's a lot of things that go on over there with the cartel, drugs, whatever it might be. Um, and it definitely shows that when we talk about that, or they talk about that in that movie. So if it's a movie you haven't seen, definitely go watch it. But again, perspective change, right? It really made me sit there and think like, wow, you really get to see visually see the state of hypervigilance when you're in a situation life or death situation and it's up to you to make that decision right and in that time being it really doesn't matter whether it's the right or the wrong decision it's getting home alive making sure your people get home alive the bad people go away good people win that's the goal so it starts off with one of those situations and you continuously see more of them throughout the movie and them taking charge and being those heroes that they were meant to be whether certain people appreciate it or not ultimately it leads to them getting greenlit by a gang because they are doing their job freaking amazing and and the line happens for one of them i really don't know how you want to take that i mean these things are they're going to happen you're when you wear a badge or a uniform to me you're kind of already greenlit in certain areas but it is what it is for those who don't know greenlit it's green light is when a gang member or a group um, pretty much says go ahead and take those people out that's what a green light means traditionally known in gang members to green light someone and take out the enemy meaning whenever any of these gang member gang members see that person or this group that's that's their target that's their enemy so that's just a small definition but Again, I just love how we get to see how these people go from seeing human trafficking, seeing dead bodies, finding drugs, lo almost losing their life multiple times, to going home and having a good time, smiling with their family members, having a good time at a party. It just, that mindset is incredibly difficult to manage. And if you never had to, you don't understand. And I hope that you never have to understand. Seriously, if you're watching this, you're not already in this field. I hope you never have to feel that feeling of switching that switch on and off. It's a difficult feeling. And if you don't know what that feeling is and you're in this field, you're doing something wrong. Now, I don't want to call you out and say you're doing a bad job and you're doing your job right, blah, blah, blah. Like you're there. You need to have a different level when you're on duty versus when you're off duty. You can't be going into work like, oh, happy, joking and fun and do the same thing when you're on the road talking to a gangbanger. You're going to die. You can't do the same thing when you're running into a building on fire. You're going to die. You can't do the same thing when you're trying to do CPR on a person and work on a person in the middle of a small hallway or a bedroom, and then you have to load them up to the ambulance and take them all the way to the hall. Like, you can't do that. You can't joke around and not be on top of your game. 
You have to have that hypervigilance or you or someone else is going to die or get hurt, period. If you don't have that feeling and you're just getting by and you're doing just fine, I encourage you change your mindset a little bit because you will not last long in this career. Now, personally, I'm only a little bit over a year in this career, but I've been around it long enough to see it. I've heard enough stories. I've talked to enough people that have 20 plus years of experience, 50 plus years of experience. And I see it and I understand. So definitely don't underestimate hypervigilance. And that's the main thing that I learned from this movie is just that up and down, up and down and having to manage it. And overall, sometimes it doesn't end well for everyone. So that's pretty much it on that part. End of watch. Great movie. Go watch it. Next part is just managing the stress levels of life as law enforcement. It is, in my humble opinion, impossible to have balance in this career of law enforcement or first responding in general impossible to have that balance the reason why i say that is because there's so many things the the unable to predict the schedule you're going to be on such as my situation you know i couldn't predict that i can't predict me having to hold over coming in early always not always but you can't predict the long hours being away from family special assignments like these things are going to happen and there's going to be a lot of curveballs thrown at you, and it's hard to manage all that, and it's extremely stressful. And sometimes it can get to you if you don't protect yourself in the right way. And what I mean by protecting yourself is I mean taking the right steps necessary to understand your body and your mind and do those recovery, go through the recovery process of actually mentally recovering and physically, of course, but mentally recovering so you don't lose it in the middle of your career. One of those things that I have figured out, not figured out, but dealt with recently is like I said, the current situation as to why I'm only recording by myself today. You know, these things are stressful and unpredictable and it's always going to be that way and it's inevitable. You know, I can't change it. I just got to control what I can control and I got to understand that I'm going to be tired. I'm going to be anxious because one of the things that I'm doing in this community is big. It's big things. I'm not trying to join this community or make an impact in this community in a small level or just be known I'm trying to be well-known. I'm trying to be that guy because when I'm that guy, I will have a big enough impact to influence people to move. And when I say move, I mean also contribute to this community for the better because that's what we want. We're creating a movement here in ODR, a huge movement that it will get so much leverage and so much momentum that people will be forced to watch and listen. And I'm not saying that in some dictator <laughs> dictator type of way. I'm saying that by the people who don't appreciate us, the people who don't see us who as humans and don't see us as the way we should be seen and heard, those people will learn to understand that we are people too. And our job is to protect you whether you like us or not. It's to open the eyes to all these people that don't really know what's going on. The people that just watch the 30-second clips online and make an automatic assumption as to how bad our job is. This is for those people. So you can go ahead and show them, hey, look at what Isaac is doing over here. Support the cause so we can help these other law enforcement officers, these firefighters, and anyone in first responding. And but you'll notice I say law enforcement and firefighters the most because that's what people normally think of. But there's obviously, we appreciate the probation officers, the all these correctional officers, EMS, whatever it might be in first responding on anything in terms of law enforcement, whatever it might be. We appreciate them. And that's what this whole channel is for. And when you try to create something that big, a movement that big where you want to impact people in a huge way, there's going to be tiredness and there's going to be stress. Now, I'm not saying you have to do that yourself in this field, but you do 
have to do the best you can in your own community to make that community better, make that department better, make your partners better, whatever it might be. You're going to be tired and you're going to be stressed if you're actually trying to do this job to the best of your abilities, right? There's a quote that I said recently with Juan Garcia in the last episode that there's three different bricklayers and you need to be the specific one that I'm about to talk about. So the first bricklayer, you ask them, what are you doing here? That bricklayer is going to say, I'm making $5 an hour. You ask the second bricklayer, what are you doing here? He's going to say, well, I'm laying brick. You ask the third one and you know what his response is? Hey, bricklayer, what are you doing here? Well, sir, I'm building the best freaking castle that's ever been here in the entire world. And that's how you have to look at your job. You can't go to your job saying, wow, I can't wait to get paid on the first. Wow, I can't wait to do the daily chores we have to do. You have to go to your job saying, you know, I can't wait to walk up into this community and make it the best freaking community I've ever been in. Make it 1% better every single day. That's how you need to walk into this job. And I get it. It's hard when you're on the edge of burning out. It's hard when you are grinding tooth and nail, working your butt off, and you're getting tired. But that's when that warrior mentality needs to talk come out. The warrior mentality that we talked about in the first episode with Arthur, that needs to come out. You need to keep showing up the way you showed up yesterday, the way you're going to show up today, the way you're going to show up tomorrow, and next week, next month, next year. You need to keep showing up every single day, doing your complete best to make this community better. And that's going to be tiring. But it's just up to you how bad you really want to do this job for the reason why you want to do this job. It's up to you. Are you doing it for the money? Because there's definitely better things to be making money on than this job. Are you doing it because you want to be praised? There's definitely other things you could be doing to be praised. You need to be doing this job because it's your obligation to serve your community to the best of your abilities. And you're going to get tired doing it. Thank you, everybody, and that's all that I have today. I hope that you enjoyed. Please share the show. This is a completely word-to-mouth podcast and channel, so without your help, this channel will never grow. Definitely check us out on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube, or if you're listening to us on Spotify, definitely rate us down below. It takes like 10 seconds. Please, it helps us a lot. Thank you, everybody. Be safe. See ya.